Hola, it is Timothy. I am so sorry my audio was shit during this podcast. I was having some technical difficulties. However, I did purchase a new pair of headphones. So hopefully the audio quality on my end will improve on the next podcast. I'm sorry about this and I'm sorry to John, but um, it's still going to be a phenomenal episode. So yes. It's unt- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So hi, my name is Timo, aka Tim O Spears, and Lipe, aka Lipe Servat, and you're listening to Original Doll, the podcast. The Mona Lisa. Hello. Hey guys. <laughs> hi guys. Hey. <laughs> well, going? today's going to be a day. It's going to be a fun podcast. Let me tell you, we have a Britney. How do you say? A Britney. Fan Stan, all the above. Brittany meets Mariah, uh, meets in with, I don't know, just uh, overall, you know, masculinity mixed in with, you know, femininity and all the above. I think you, in and between you love that. Mariah and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I, I'll take it. He's bringing I, I, the sexy back, honey. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Sexy never left with Mr. with our guests. So before we introduce our first guest, uh, we wanted to thank you, every single person, for the support. This podcast has, has been getting crazy support. You know, voicemails are coming in. On top of that, people want to be featured on. So we're, we're just enthusiastic we loved that attention. you guys are living for it. Um, yes. And we're just starting. I mean, Brittany has so many singles and what this is technically the third official single that we're going over exactly. so we appreciate everyone's support and um yes just continue staying connected as previously mentioned this is not Philippe as in Timothy's podcast this is our podcast our podcast and so we, we just, love to hear from you guys all the time when we actually see the check the messages it makes us um happier and like we really want to keep doing this for you guys because we all have fun like and I think uh, most of it is um, the support that you guys have given to us. So without that, we cannot do this. So thank 100%. you so much. And if you're listening to us, feel free to send this over to a friend. We are on Instagram, so we're official. It's called Original Dog, the podcast. We're also doing a Britney Spears Baby One More Time pink cassette giveaway coming up in mid-October. Oh. So No, if you don't have that one, it's really rare. And you can actually have a chance to get it. So make sure you go to our instagram page and the last picture that has the baby one more time when did the pink cassette come out uh last year last year no 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 2018 (laughs) okay and then uh we are on spotify apple music as well as um on the anchor app so feel free to continue us tag us on your stories and yes so now the big introduction Yes. Have Are you guys ready? <laughs> everything you would want out of a, a Britney fan. We have Mr. John Duff. Um, if Woo. you know about him, how I first discovered him is what he did a sometimes recreation on Instagram, and I just followed him ever since. Yeah, that was this like guy January has- <laughs> 2016. Oh my it's been god! Quite some time. I just know Grud Jobs, the the game uh-huh. meme page, reposted yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, posted, somebody posted it in Brazil. Like, uh, I remember seeing it. It was like a big site in Brazil, and they posted you there. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, so. we love Bra Jobs. He got, uh. he got all the great credit for that video, but he also, you know, drew, drove a lot of traffic my way because we did that. And then we did Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know. Um, I did on a beach, uh. I did that. Oh, I, I didn't see that one. And then that, of course, yeah. led to the idea for my first music video, Girly, where I did Stronger. And we are going to talk about that because you look, oh my God, hot, 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 amazing. <laughs> oh, I just love how you, how you flicker your eyes at the camera. I studied, you know, I, I really, really, truly studied the nuances of Britney Spears as a camera performer because, you know, we all had the My Prerogative DVD, right? Where they had the Uh Oops, I Did Mm -hmm. It Again, like extended Mm -hmm. takes. And that's Mm -hmm. just, it was a masterclass, honestly, in in how to perform a song on camera, you know? And and her and Janet and Michael, there's very few people who've really tapped into a level of um, 
of, of commitment that she could mm-hmm. she could get to. Because yeah. it's kind of like you're trying to look into our eyes of the person who's watching it, not necessarily you're just looking at a camera. Oh, for like, sure. You want to make sure whoever's watching it is connected. Yes. Uh, and then um, so you blew up on social media, I'm assuming. Like, is that kind of where you come from, from Instagram world? Or kind of what's your background? I, I mean, I grew up in Maryland. I was oh. a, a Britney Spears more. Yeah. I was a Britney Spears fan from the beginning. Uh, the first oh, wow. time I saw her in concert was the Crazy 2K tour. Um, oh my god! At the Baltimore Arena. Uh, um, I actually pulled this out for you, but only you guys will be able to see this. But I still have the shirt that I bought. Oh I guess it, my I goodness! And I took the I took the sleeves off. I'm actually wearing this in a video that I'm putting out in a couple months, so you'll see. There's oh, an homage, ooh, that's but, exciting! Um, so that was the start. I you know I used to sit and learn her choreography, and I always wanted to do it for the talent shows. But my parents were probably smart in the idea that they were like, you know, do that somewhere else. Like it, keep it, mm. in, you know, you can do it at the dance. Do it somewhere. Um, so I, I got to do like Michael Jackson and Elvis for the talent shows. And then one year I got an encore and I did do, oops, I did it again in sixth grade. So I was a talent show kid. And then I went to high school, did theater, went to Syracuse University. Um, I got a bachelor of fine arts and musical theater, moved to New York. I was performing in, um, moved to New York in 2011, you know, Femme Fatale was, ah, was our soundtrack. Did you go to, to the that. show? Uh, I did not. That era I did not sure. go to the no. Femme Fatale tour, unfortunately. I don't think you're missing out. <laughs> I mean, for, for somebody that went to the 2K tour, I went to Crazy you know, 2K tour. Oops, I did it again. I saw Dream Within Dream tour um, <gasps> as the Britney tour as well when she came back the second time and did the remixes. Um, and then the Vegas I'm jealous. circus tour I saw in the front row, and then I uh-huh. saw the Vegas residency. Did you see Onyx? I, you know what? I had a ticket and it got canceled before it ever made it to my region. So, no. Because her knee injury, probably. Was that right? knee she injury was in New York. The knee injury. Yeah, I think she was in New York recording that um, music video, and then that's what happened. Yeah, well. Yeah. I think she, I'm so I think she wanted that to happen, to be honest. In my, in my <laughs> view of Britney Spears, <laughs> um, you know. I, I'm, I'm all about the human of Britney Spears at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, yeah. she wanted out. She didn't want to do that to yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I think bo- both of us agree with that. Right. The reason why I yeah. mentioned the Femme Fatale tour, you probably didn't miss out, is because I was showing my friend videos of Britney through the years, and we're watching things that were going to crazy, and we started watching Gimme More performances, and she said she does not want to be on stage, and I'm like, and I'm like, this performance at the at the Femme Fatale Gimme More is worse than the VMA oh. 2007 I'm sorry, I looking like. back at the VMA performance, it wasn't bad. It no, wasn't that wasn't, bad. No. Especially yeah, when you look no. at what artists do on stage now at these things. Mm-hmm. With songs that, with songs that aren't nearly as impactful and don't hold, hold nearly as much longevity. So, no. And we're so amused when these other people do it, so I'm Team Brit on that. Amen Can you that. imagine maybe in the future you're participating in a VMA on one of those awards? That would be amazing. Yes. Well, we'll see. You never know. I never used to dream that big with what I was doing. I kind of just was doing things that made me happy and and filling holes in what I saw missing in the world um, and what I would have wanted to do as a child. But now I'm kind of like, well, why not? Why wouldn't it be me? Exactly. You have to dream big. (laughs) Why not? So speaking of why not. Why is not? your name chosen or was it given to you? Because why not is Hillary Duff. classic <laughs> Hillary Duff song. Um, my name is John Duff. It always was. My parents are Duffs. You know, it's my last name. Oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. always thought you were just like a big Hillary Duff fan. So that would be really cool. <laughs> I've heard that she's a really cool gal, but oh my she God. seems like she yeah, would. She seems sure. Sure. She's a cool person. I wanted to know more information about your new song because it seems like you kind of took some time off music. I mean, from the public standpoint, what, yeah. what made you want to come back with this new track, Hokey Pokey? Put your hopes on me, take your hopes on me, put your hands up on my ears, put this pussy in your mouth. Oh my god, if you haven't seen the video yet. Oh my goodness. I'm, 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 I want to be at that party. Oh, it was a really, really <laughs> fun day, it really was. Um, obviously, I think. What was the question? Well, you took some time off, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my own, like, mental health journey that I was on, big time. 
Um, That's good. Yeah, you know, the the first girly came out, and I knew it was going to work. I knew people were going to watch it. I knew it was going to do something, and it had a really huge impact. I'd never put anything out. I had zero YouTube followers. I had 10,000 in, like, two days. Um, Oh, wow. So it was kind of like a cool thing. However, you know, no one prepares you for the fact that nothing happens, right? Like this happens, all these numbers are flying on the screen, you're getting all these things, people are following you, they love it, they love it. But like, you're still the person that you were there, you don't level up overnight, you don't nothing, you don't get an answer to the secret to life, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so all my demons and things, of course, they were there, they were there even, you know, more so than they were before everything uh, was magnified. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took some time off and I had already filmed these two other videos for the rich, which I have the video out for that. And then this other song, give a fuck. They were both supposed to come out right after, but I, okay. I halted the presses. Um, and so rich came out a year later just cause I wanted to get it out of my computer. And then, um, <laughs> the, the other video, give a fuck. will never see the light of day. Unfortunately. Oh. Um, it's a great video, but we filmed another video for it, and that one comes out on um, October 16th. Oh, okay, good. So I'm glad to hear the song, at least, is not... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is this a better vision now? It's a better vision. It's a better representation of me and, you know, how I want to be seen. In fact, this is the my favorite one in, in terms of me as an artist. Like, mm-hmm. there's stick to it, but it's not as uh, reliant on a concept as the other ones. Uh, and, like, with Hokey Pokey, when, it, when we got to this year, I've been feeling great. I had a big song come out in Europe last year, did really well in, in uh, Eastern Europe specifically. And that gave me a lot of confidence just to know, like, okay, my, like, my standard writing works i work in this world so this year i've been putting out a bunch of music just testing things things i did years ago just like oh, i like this one put it out um and getting uh-huh. into putting things out because that's an art in itself releasing it letting mm-hmm. it go letting it be what it is especially nowadays like singers they don't really release albums or anymore they start releasing different singles, singles. Before, right yeah and that's encouraged by you know i think the ceo of spotify came out and basically said that singers you know you should release a song a month no album it should just be a song. Oh, wow. Which is sad because, oh, wow. like, you know, albums are so cool. important. Their own body of works. In defining But now albums. you're trying to sing more, like, as an individual aspect. It's content. We're playing a content game now rather than, you know. So I guess it's up to, up to the artist and how they want to handle it. But if you want the numbers, apparently once a month is the thing. I'd like to put out an yeah. album. There's an EP, right, that you're coming out with? It, honestly, it's, like, 12 tracks, so it's not an EP. Uh, oh! Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so have you been working on this in the past two years yeah i think the oldest song on it is three years old with different production the production evolved over time i started working with different people um redoing things fixing things so three years old is the oldest track on it and oh, a wow. lot of it's from the past couple months a lot of it's from the past two years so it's a big mess. Do you record most most of the um, songs in LA or New York? Where do you usually? Two of them were done in London. One was done in Berlin. Oh. Uh, most of the rest oh, wow. were done in LA. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So this is like this is kind of your your rebirth, reintroduction again, because like obviously you know, Girly was kind of like an instant hit on multiple people people's playlists. Like I still work out to that okay. song to this day. Uh, that's a like, <laughs> <laughs> so my question is like this is kind of like your re kind of taking yourself i mean you just made an instagram post saying that you were eight months sober yeah. which is a huge That's amazing um Thanks. accomplishment first off and yes. you know it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to share your story regarding to that aspect. i feel like i Do didn't you think I feel you'll like be like I... tapping into that <laughs> yeah for sure i feel like i didn't have a choice um truly I, and i didn't have a choice but to get sober i know that for my own well-being and my survival um, and, and sadly, like looking back on Girlie, I don't I didn't get to experience much of the joy of having a success off the bat because I was so mm-hmm. fucked up, um, drunk, like I was always in some sort of state of disrepair. Um, mm-hmm. 
So now it's a totally different game for me. When you're putting out music and when you're putting out videos, and we, we see this with Britney, right? That's mm-hmm. a character. That's me, but it's a part of me, right? It's, it's like a persona. Well, yeah. detaching your person from your persona is, is a challenge in and of itself. Um, so for me now, I know who that person is and I know who I am. And so I can have a lot more fun now, which is how we got a song like Hokey Pokey. And Mm -hmm. funnily, it was earlier this summer, a lot was going on in the world. I had done this kind of sad song in the studio about, you know, we're all in this together kind of thing. And then the next day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's do this song that I wrote about Conolingus. I wrote it for Willem, um, the drive queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Which is part of the video girly, right? Yes. And I worked on yeah. his last album and he just didn't have space for it. And then we demoed the song with me on the vocal. And then these guys produced it all crazy like it is. And I was like, that's uh-huh. way cooler than I ever imagined it being. So let's just put it out. So we got the song done and then we decided to film the video really quickly. And then like a week later, two weeks later, WAP came out. And I was oh. I was like, fuck, like, there goes my shtick. Like, yes. You guys must have had the same vision that same night. That was, that was a stunt. Hokey Pokey was a stunt. It was supposed to get attention. Unfortunately, by the time the video came out, the whole conversation had already been had. And so I was reduced Um, to gay WAP and everyone thinking it was a response to WAP. It wasn't. I love WAP, but it was not inspired by it. It was inspired. My Neck, My Back was the last song I remember that was that blatant. And that was the inspiration. And that was why the video was a cookout because the Mech My Neck by Back video was a cookout. Huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. I just like to talk you up. Yeah. What a great. (laughs) What a great track. Yes. So what made you uh, want to pursue music? Um, You know, I think I think I'm one of those real true blue. I didn't have a choice. It is in okay. me. It's who I am. I wake up. I, you know, sit at my piano. I write a song. I'm always singing. I'm always listening to music. Um, and so as many times as I've tried to uh, mm-hmm. abandon ship and, and divert the course, it, this is where I continually end up. Even when you're a little young guy, like, you have, like, that amazing voice that, like, all the parents will be like, oh, my God, this dude, like, he's going to be good. Um, or no, not really. Did you develop your voice? I developed my voice big time. I was just the best performer. And that was okay. like, you know, like I said, I was obsessed with Britney and Janet and Michael. Mm-hmm. And I, I had Mariah and Kelly Clarkson like over here. Right. Uh-huh. And <laughs> but I didn't know how to tap into that. I knew how to give uh-huh. the, the show, though, and like hit every beat in the song. So I don't mm-hmm. think I really got good at singing until after college when I started taking from like some really pro teachers in New York City. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's good. You went to the school when you learned like pretty much everything that you know now. Yeah, that's great. School yeah. was interesting. Wasn't it fun? Uh, you know, <laughs> theater is—it's uh, an old school sport, and <laughs> there's not a lot of room for innovation. And and then that's actually why I left the theater. Eventually, was like I'm a creator, and so for me, mm-hmm. the real satisfaction comes from writing something, watching it come to fruition, giving, making a video, mm-hmm. making a visual, creating a moment, and then move, you have the vision. And then moving yeah. on. Like, immediately. Like, I'm like, okay, Hokey yeah. Pokey's out next song. Like, boom, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, because some people, some people, they're just, like, as you said, like, shows, like, Broadway shows, like, Chicago, I think it's still, in these days, it's still the same show. Over and over, they just switch it up singers. And they are and hard it, workers. It and that takes a specific type of person, specific type of brain. And I have so many friends that are doing that, and I'm so happy for them. It's a dream come true for mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. And, I'm, you know, some people, though, don't. Some, some of my friends from school you know, left school, got on Broadway or on a national tour, are in it for three months and are like, fuck this. I want to I want to get married and do, you know, blank. Bake. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Sell baked goods. Yeah. I don't know. And you're actually doing what you want to do. Like, at the moment, it seems like. Oh, I mean, from I, my perspective, it seems like. I wish I was having do. more sex, but I'm not. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so we all? No, no, I am doing what I want to do. Yeah. But at, uh, at the same time, my brain, the, the process of releasing music, 
is is arduous and and, and painstakingly like long winded. You know, you write a song, it gets produced. That's a couple weeks. Then mixing and mastering, engineering. That's that's time. Then making a video. Then uploading it. If you're uploading through a good distribution company, you got to have it up like four weeks in advance. So this whole idea that like I can do it and then put it out, you could. But I don't have the support of a label or anyone to push that for me. And all that money, too. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know, I mean... But I not love, yet. Yeah. Not yet. Well, yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah. I, I read an article, like, sometimes you'd like being, you know, necessarily being out to you. Um, it's, like, a good thing and a bad thing in the pop world and in the music industry. What are your kind of thoughts about Sorry. it? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh, look at that. Oops. We just got flashed. <laughs> Felipe! In her thigh from Felipe. Yeah, we may have some. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so the, the question was being out. Uh, you know, being out is one thing. I think that there's t- plenty of space to be out as an artist. But to be out and then doing what I do, which is like pure showmanship, eccentricity, and like moments, that's the hard part. Because I think that if I wanted to be gay and just wanted to be like check chill and sexy and wear this wife beater like I'm wearing now and sit on a stool and sing like, oh, nobody loves me. I'm so sad. It would it, everyone would be like, great. This is non threatening. It's awesome. But for me to come out and be like, I'm in a crop top and I'm going to dance and I'm going to like bat my eyes and act like a, a chick would do in a video. Uh-huh. I think that makes my path harder for sure. But I, I, I would I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't. Um, start this way because this is all an homage really to me at like 12, 13, 14 and I have I to- saw that you posted that yesterday uh, yeah. regarding to like this little boy at a Little Mix concert yeah. living his uh, best that life that's so cute that's who I was though and you know I used to go and I, the artists would always call me out because we would get great little seats on the side of the stage you know like right on the ramp uh, on the side uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and I would go off and I've been shouted out by like when I was a kid like every artist Ever. It's there's a DVD of like an American Idol tour and Kelly Clarkson's like, oh my god, you're so cute. And it was me. Because I know every one of the movements, every one of the whatever, you know, that is that so they cute. do. So I was like 12 probably. But um wow. that's who I am. So this is all an homage to me as a kid. It's a very healing process. Get it out of the way. And then I'd like to move into more my more raw singer-songwriter. Like I am a freaking medicated alcoholic. Like I've got the stories to tell. If we we can if we want to go that route right now, I'd like to have fun though. The the earth is kind of bleak. I, and I love I, I love that you said eccentricity because uh, I think I don't I think that's the best word to describe your style. I I just loved it. Like it's not just because I'm interviewing right now, but it's so good. And and nowadays I feel like I think it's easier for people just to show what they really want to be like. Because back in the days, it was so hard to do that or just be or like. Maybe you were um, scared about what people think, and like, you just have this courage, and you're great, your confidence. Like you, like, it's I mean, funny. I wasn't. I, I don't wasn't, take the I wasn't ever afraid of what people thought, but I was afraid that doing what I do would make me unlovable. That mm. I would, you know, be unattractive if I did these things. So, to me, that was kind of what held me back. Um, and that's a, a, a gay man thing. I think commonly we, we all worship this masculine at this altar of masculinity. And so it's kind uh-huh. of, it's kind of hard for us to be like a little kinky. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know about that. I've seen the internet. I know everyone's a little kinky. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just, um, I haven't really dated since any of this stuff came out. So I can't tell you if I was right or wrong, but, um, I uh-huh. feel attractive doing what I do. So I'm cool. I bet a lot of people are attracted by your videos. Like, it's the opposite of what you just I know. said. So, like, my friends attracted are like, or de-attracted? I bet, yeah, yeah probably, your Instagram probably gets a lot of news. Both. And like, oh my god. Well, he got 200 unfollowers. 300. Because. No. <laughs> and then people, I was people are like, how do you tell? And I'm like, well, uh, there's a number that says how many followers you have. <laughs> and yesterday it said 90.3, and now it says 90. <laughs> like, oh <did>. my god. <laughs> Um, we all keep track of it. But you know, I mean, who doesn't? Well, I just look. I'm, I'm on the fucking phone. Doing... And, think, and think about the big picture. You know, out of your, you know, almost 100,000, just 200, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a yeah, small it's number. Not so. And if they weren't there, so. you know, the thing about being polarizing is like you by pushing those people away, you're actually reassuring mm-hmm. the people who are actually there for you. 
Um, yeah, like your niche. If you yeah. play the whole game in the middle, you're not going to have people that care that much. They're just going to like mm-hmm. you. And I yeah. would, you know, a publicist once told me, like, when people see their artists facing adversity or being, like, torn apart, it actually emboldens the fan base, what we've seen with oh. Britney. You know, we watch yeah. the media. The media takedown of her actually is what secured her as one of the icons of the past 100 years. 100%. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I have the most important question, obviously. Mm-hmm. And let's tap into nine-year-old John. Brittany or Christina? Brittany. Oh, it was always a Brittany. <laughs> I would hope. You're on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not, I had Christina's records, and I, I like Christina just fine. And she's a, a, yeah, like yeah. an awesome, important vocalist. Um, yeah, but I was always a Britney. Just the imagery, the the, yeah. the demeanor. It's, I mean, obviously, we don't have to choose, especially as grown men now. I'm fine playing the like, game. Like you can appreciate every single type of artist. Um, it's funny know, because back in the day we had to kind of choose. They made us. Now I remember when Jessica Simpson <laughs> yeah. came out with "I Think I'm in Love with You," oh. and I did question my. My loyalty. She's like in between both of them. Yeah, it was kind of like maybe yeah. Jessica's that girl. Yeah. As a as a grown up, I can tell you though that the reason why I like Jessica's "I Think I'm in Love with You" is because it's literally a Mariah Carey song. The <laughs> using the sample it. of a classic like '70s '80s track. The the whole like da 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 <laughs> when you walk by. Ev- it's just fantasy basically. I love that. And um, now as an adult, I realize that the big chorus with all backup vocals and her doing ad libs, it's Mariah. So that's that why I love. Totally I think Mariah I'm Carey in love song. with you. It doesn't have enough $10 words to be a Mariah Carey song, but it it's a shame to be so euphoric and weak when you smile at me and you tell me the things that you know persuade me to relinquish my love to you, but I cannot resist. Shakespeare? Mariah. Heartbreaker. Number one song. That is the Mimi, of course. Right, okay. The skinny legend herself. Yes. I crack up. I I saw her last year um, at her Christmas concert in Vegas, and it was... Oh, did you? Yeah, I was on another level. Oh, it's just so. And people I'm were sitting down. People were sitting down. I'm like, you don't sit down in Mariah's presence. And I'm like, I have to stand. I don't care if it's a slow song. Like, I have to stand. Vegas I'm is tricky. Way. Vegas is tricky because so many of the table, the the tickets are like papered from the casinos to people who aren't really fans. They're just big spenders, mm-hmm. and so you got to mix. Like, yeah, you've got the lambs there, but or the or the Britney army, or, but also you have a bunch of people who are just there. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that's what happens in Vegas, hundred percent. Yeah, but I think Britney was winning people over. It seems like people were like, "Like, oh wait, she I does so. still have it." Like, I, it was it a good show. Like, yeah. It was a you good, saw it quite a few times. I saw it twice. I mean, to be honest with you, I hate Which year did you go to? The yeah. opening year. I, I, yeah. I saw one of the first shows that did not include the wig changes. Oh, my God. Which I was very upset about. And then I saw yeah. um, the my friend Bradley Stern. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. Britney Bitch Pug. It, it's Britney Bitch yeah. Podcast. We have a mutual friend. <laughs> yeah, so Bradley was the guy on Freak Show uh, the night that I was there to see Mariah. So I went and bought a ticket and went to see her again and I liked it better the second time I remember and I think the second time I saw it they had added in tracks from Britney Jean I think you're talking about maybe Glory or maybe Pretty Girl no they replaced Lucky with they Alien Alien or it was the other way I want to see one of the rare shows uh huh she only performed that song I want to say three times at the stars at the death are you singing Britney's vocals or Sia's vocals? I was doing wow. this the demo, the studio recording that you can find on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to cre- recreate um, this sometimes for Instagram? And then on top of that, uh, don't let me be the last to know on Instagram too. And then featured um, stronger in the girl so sometimes mm-hmm. I remember I was dating this guy and he just like loved how turnt I was like as a human he was really encouraging of it and we were in a thrift <laughs> store and I found a white turtleneck like thing and I was like oh, I want to do the photo shoot as Brittany on the pier and I lived on the pier in Williamsburg Brooklyn at the time Williamsburg, yeah. and he's like great we'll get white sweatpants and we'll do it and then um, we never did it <laughs> 
And then my friend Eric got snowed in at my house on, on a blizzard. And we oh. were drinking some wine in the morning. And I was like, hey, let's go down to the pier and I'm going to do Britney. And so it was pouring snow. I wish that we had oh the full video still. I never updated my, I never backed up my phones. I think he might have it. But either way, out in the snow. Yeah. And then, and then from there, don't only be the last to know, I was like on a beach and my girlfriend had a white b- bikini top. And I'm like, give me that. Um, <laughs> and then was this sometimes uh, one it was one in one take or yeah one take one? I just like okay. I was like turn it on and I think I did it for like two minutes and we just found the best part oh my god um, and then we cho- I chose to do Stronger and Girly because it was a simpler it was originally going to be You Drive Me Crazy um, but when I really really locked down the concept of using Mariah's Heartbreaker to weave all of the videos I wanted <laughs> a, a standalone Britney moment so it, we switched to Stronger um, which opposed the coloring of Christina's "Come On Over" so well. So, oh, like the white and the black. Yeah, the white was that makes yeah. sense. And the stronger cut. I mean, I'm, that video is everything. It might be. It might be my favorite Britney video. Oh, oh! <laughs> Costume that you used on the video. Yeah. It was great. Like, wow! I, I had it made. So your body also. I mean, I'm just Thank not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about it later. Ooh. <laughs> Do you want to be featured in our podcast? Leave us a voice message. You can leave us a voicemail on Instagram or using the link in the description of the episode. You might be featured on the next podcast. So let's talk. So we're going to switch things over to talk about, you know, Britney Spears. We're going to introduce the singles collection. Felipe, hit it. Welcome to the Britney Spears collection. Are you ready? That's my Today's single, we're going to talk about You Drive Me Crazy, which was the official third single of Britney. Um, the single was released in August 21st, 1999. It was recorded actually May 1998, but the remix version was recorded May 99, one year after. Uh, it sold almost 2.5 million copies worldwide. It was written by Max Martin, obviously. Of course. Uh, Georgian of course, and Jorgen Halfensen, I have no idea how to pronounce this. This guy is a Swedish guy. Um, it was number one only in Belgium, Iceland, Japan, and top 10 in 27 countries. So it's a kind of like weird, like again, it's another single that it wasn't even, you know, number one in the US. Me, like I'm from Brazil, I don't know if I told you, but to me, like all the songs, like, like oh, probably it was number one or something. No. In Brazil, at least. Yeah, it wasn't that way in the United States. Come on, Virus. The United States don't know what they're missing out on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so when did you guys hear the first time You Drive Me Crazy? Do you guys remember? Um, It was on the Baby One More Time CD. Of course, that was not the Stop remix. It had the the electric guitar solo. Um, Uh But then, so I remember hearing that, and I don't think it was my favorite. And then hearing the mm. stop remix on making the video and being like, why isn't that on my CD? Annoyed, right? Annoyed. That's the one we wanted, 100%. Yeah, yeah um, I think I'm on the same boat with you. Like, I would watch, you know, MTV TRL all the time and, you know, as a kid and after school and it would be on. I was, I was probably on MTV. I listened to it the first time, 100%. But I do remember, like, being a big fan of the remix and like, wanting the same thing. Like, did I purchase the album too early? Like, uh, I was just, yeah, yeah. I, I recorded, a little confused. I VHS that making the video. I know that was the first time I, like, saw the video was that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so jealous of you guys because, I don't know if you heard our podcast, but I shared that my very first era that I see Britney was oops. So, like, all the first prime Britney, I did not follow at all. And, like, I feel like, oh, my gosh. Oops, I did it again was wish... everything. It would have been. Yeah, and that's been, a prime, too. It would have been great to enter on Oops, I did it again and then get to go back and explore that. Because yeah, Oops, I did it, it again was when the brand really came alive. That album. 100%. When she showed up blonde yes. for the first time mm-hmm. and stronger. <laughs> she was never. <laughs> lucky. So I, made, I, like, I mean, Lucky is still a Britney classic, for sure. For sure. But this, the blonde yeah. started in the Oops, I did it again era. That is true. Her image. That is true. Um, talking about a music video that you got inspired by, uh, it was directed by Nigel Dick again. So this is the third music video in a we row. Stan. That, is, that Nigel Dick. Name. Yes. 
<laughs> that he directed the video. It was premiered in July 18. Uh, it was filmed in June 15 and 16, 1999. And I think it was recorded at Power Station in Redondo Beach, California. Okay. okay. Yeah, Redondo. Redondo. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, like, she wanted to do this music video in the way that she wanted to portray that she was in a club, having fun. Like, back in the day, she was so young, so she wouldn't... You know, she wasn't able to go to the club, but she wanted to portray that on the video. And she always said in the interviews that she wanted to be like a dorky. Oh, like the waitress dorky idea was 100% her idea. Yeah. And I think we got it, you know, like, I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun video. Um, also, this music was featured on the movie Drive Me Crazy. So uh, with Melissa John Hart and Adrian Granier. Oh, my God. This guy, Adrian Granier, when I moved to Miami Beach, I bumped into him. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the yeah, yeah, he's doing uh, a series now. I forgot the name. Wasn't of he it. on like HBO or Showtime? Or Entourage. Show? He was on Entourage. Entourage. That's correct. And I remember like I, it wasn't this vegan place, and then I was like, "Hey, uh, were you doing Britney Spears video?" He said, "Oh, it was a lot of fun, and yeah, it wasn't me." And then I was like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture with you? He said, sure. And then we took a selfie. I might post this later, yes. but uh, when I just I wonder, moved to my... Uh, I wonder if he had any like fun facts to share. Well, I know, for, I know he didn't want to be part of the video. So back in the day, because of the controversy of Britney being sexualized and all of that, he didn't want to attach his work with that. So the director... like. Mel- Melissa and him, they got invited, but he didn't want to. So in the last minute, he decided to go like, you know, like the director is saying, it's going to be good for you. You know, it's going to be with this very cool girl. And then he wasn't like sure if he wanted to do it. But then at the end, you know, he made a cut. And I mean, I just recognize him by, you know, being in the Britney Spears Who video. Who doesn't want I- I to wonder- be sexualized? Was his goal to become a priest? Like, you want to be an actor and you don't want to be sexualized? I don't th- I'm yeah. wondering if it wasn't him. I was wondering if he didn't like how the, like, the industry was treating Britney. Potentially. Like, oh, like, maybe. she's young and she's hypersexualized. I don't like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think but I'm Britney wondering- was hypersexual herself. A hundred percent. I Like, people have always come to that argument with me, too. And I'm like, I'm like, I think she just was, like being a normal teenage girl going through it and she's like okay you think this is too much i don't and i'm comfortable with myself so i went to the high school dances i'll never forget when this girl had white jeans on and she was up freaking against the boy and when she walked away (laughs) the entire back of her jeans was blue because she had been rubbing against him so hard so yeah that's very instinctual for a 14 15 year old 16 year old it just is it just is the double standard because it was a girl yeah. Because as she said, I mean, the Backstreet Boys in sync were on stage, you know, making out with a microphone. Thrusting. Or, you know, making thrusting. And then why is it a big deal that she wants to wear a crop top? So you guys, um, you know, you probably follow TRL, all of that. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge... Like, I don't even know what it really is. I know they will play all the videos. But apparently, the crazy video, until this day, it was, it was on top 10 for 73 days. And it was the longest time of a women music video was for all this long. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's a big... F- You're talking I mean, about TRL know. history? Yeah. TRL, okay. uh, TRL is what tricked us, though, right? Because we all thought Britney was having these Billboard Hot 100 number one hits. We were convinced <clears throat> because on TRL, she was the queen. And number so, one, Alice. Uh, then you grow up and you're like, wait, it wasn't even in the top ten? Um, uh-huh. Because and that's and now that I'm older, I see I saw that happen with Hannah Montana. Like I was like, mm-hmm. what? She's the number one selling person with the number one tour. I don't know any of these songs. I don't know who she is. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. It, it was our icon of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can relate it to that because you know, believing you know, living in Brazil and getting all these performers, they would say, oh, this match hit Toxic, for example. Of course, everybody knows what Toxic is, but Toxic didn't reach number one. So I mean, in my head. Like when they would say Smash Kid were number one, it's actually number one, but you're right. Britney was never, I mean, just growing up, Britney wasn't really played on the radio either. But that's a conscious choice on the label's part because label is all about, the radio is promotion. You have to pay to be on the radio. You don't just get on the radio. Are you calling out Camila Cabello? I'm not calling out anyone. It's the way the game is played. It's an old school 
business. Have you read The Song Machine by John Seabrook? Yeah. Read it. There's a whole section on Britney, the development of her as an artist and, and her impact and Max Martin's impact. It's really about Swedish songwriters' impact on American music. But, um, yeah, he explains how the radio works. Uh-huh. Yes. Pay, pay for play. Kind of. You have to know, you have to be in, and your art and your label has to promote you to the radio. You don't just get on the radio. So someone yeah. clearly wasn't promoting her to the radio. Mm-hmm. They knew that that and that, was and that, and that understands, like, I understand why, like, you know, I, like, independent artists aren't on radio at all. Now, in the late 90s, like, when you look, what was really happening was... Uh, for adult music, for popular music, was the influx of R&B, hip-hop into pop. It was Mm -hmm. like, that was what was happening. Those were the number one songs. Um, And Britney wasn't doing that yet. Mm -hmm. Got it. You're right about that. Yeah, definitely. I think about Janet and Mariah. Like, kind of like their their type of music, how how it's just, you know, hip-hop, but pop, you know, that good little mix. Though Christina had radio songs. And yeah, I think, of. though, that was, like, the voice was very mature. The sound was, you know, Genie in a Bottle has a very sexual R&B-ish mm-hmm. thing. You gotta rub me the right way. You know, it's very, it's very R&B-ish. Yeah. 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 But you know, as an immigrant standpoint, uh, when I moved to US and I would just play the radio, like, I mean, I, it's a great tool to share your music out there. But I remember, like, what song was it? I think it was when Problem came out with Ariana Grande. It was all the time in the radio. Like, I'll go to work. Yeah. I will go to work. I probably would listen, like, twice. Like, it's so, like, they, they put it so much effort in the same song over and over and over. Like, you get old so easy. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I don't know if that's so, the radio word. But also in, in the book, but it's Song Machine, yeah. they talk about, you know, familiarity is everything it, when you're mm-hmm. familiar with a song you're more inclined to want to hear it and that was how Top 40 Radio I was invented see. in the first place um, okay. so the more the, you know I, problem I remember it I of course and I like the song and I look back and I'm like oh I remember that time period I remember where I was if problem mm-hmm. came on right now in a bar I would have a good time to it yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The marketing yeah. works. Because you already know. Yeah, yeah. it worked for me, the too. 100%. Works. It makes sense. Yeah. Back to um, um, the music video. Is that... I was watching Making the Video on TV on YouTube, and I uh-huh. saw, you know, Camilla to Joan Hart saying, you know, Britney is a sweet girl, something along those lines. But I know, like, they became besties. Was it before this music video that they were besties? Or, like, did they meet on the music video set? Or do you know anything about that, Felipe? I think, I think they just met on the video yeah and then, and then i know they became close yes and then she invited britney to be part of the uh teenage witch Separina. Series. yes I yes <laughs> yeah so i think that's i think i mean i don't i, I don't have resource to tell you exactly what happened yeah but i think that there must happened. have been no i don't think there was a fallout i think britney's schedule was just crazy it's kind yeah. of like john mentioned that like it, there was a point <clears throat> that britney wanted to stop and she did <laughs> Do you guys have a, a favorite um, performance of Crazy that you guys remember? Like, oh my God, I love Crazy. This tour, this award. I like <laughs> a lot of different crazies. I mean, first that comes to mind is uh, what's the opening on the Crazy 2K tour um, mm-hmm. with the big intro that everyone does on TikTok all the time. Oh, uh-huh. yes. With, with Baby One More Time and Down the Stairs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was. It's iconic. It's good. Um, the EMAs, American Music Awards, I think she did it a few times. Like, I think she also did it at the American Music Awards, the same performance, but different outfits. But mm-hmm. um, she ends it on the backflip, even though it's a little sloppy. Um, but it starts <laughs> off, it's like, the reason why I like the American Music Awards. The year is 2000, is, is that that one? Yeah, that one. You are the only one left. 
Yes! <laughs> it's so good. And I just like that like old school Hollywood, like Marilyn Monroe kind of inspired and just like I'm just about it. The tap dancing. The, the, oh we take oh, the skirt off. Yeah. Oh. And let me sing crazy. I think that's one of her best performances of all time actually. My favorite is actually the opening of the Oops I Did It Again tour. Maybe because it was the first time that I see her live, but I just I just love that when she comes out of the ball. The silver yeah. with the pink. Yeah, I, I just love that performance. The energy, um, yeah, I just love that performance. It's a, it's a good, she was feeling it for sure. That's a good yeah. song to kick it off to. Uh, crazy was part of pretty much every single tours of Britney, as you mentioned. Uh, Hair Zone tour, Baby One More Time, 2K tour, Oops I Did It Again tour, Dream of the Dream, Onyx, and then Lately in Peace of Me. So it wasn't in the Femme Fatale or the Sacred tour, correct? Yeah, I don't think so. What? Yeah, I don't I think don't so think either. So. But yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, yeah, I, I like it, and I like the different versions. I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, this woman has so many choreographies to the same song. It's just, I, I keep saying that, but I'm like, I, every single time I watch YouTube, I'm like, how, like, how does she remember this? Yeah, she could really pick up choreography. <clears throat> but Darren's dance grooves was, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know that I learned it. <laughs> Everyone learned it. <laughs> so there's a choreographer, the original choreographer of the crazy music video Damn had his awesome. own VHS that you could have ordered um, that ah. taught the choreography to that song. Bye bye bye. And what other songs? And was that it's all blurred, but it was just an iconic VHS. Let me tell you, everyone. That. Had and it. That's how that's how I learned. Uh, you drive me crazy. It was an iconic commercial at the very like everyone knew that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was it was Wade Robson that did that, like the choreography, wasn't him? Wade Robson? No, he did. Like I think he did like some of the performances potentially. Oh, okay. Well, he directed okay. the Dream Within a Dream tour and choreographed that. So for oh, sure, yeah. mm -hmm. with it's the net, there, uh... with her walking under the oh oh, <laughs> making the sex sounds. <laughs> Oh, oh really? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. With the oh, chains, the chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's 19. <laughs> but, oh, everything. I love that. <laughs> okay, so let's break the motherfucker eyes as we would say a piece of me show. Eyes. Right. So good. Oh. I like this part. Kind of answer this question. The first one was, when did you start following Britney? Like, you know, that when you became a fan. Or... Oh, the be sometimes I think was probably it. I remember watching the All That Live special because she was supposed to perform, but she broke her foot and they replaced her with Lauren Hill. And that that was a disappointment. Uh, that's crazy that you remember that detail. How old were you? Which one? I don't, which one is that one? I don't know that one. She didn't end up doing it. That's why you don't know it. She was going to do oh, something. Exactly. I never heard about this story and before. But I like, yeah, and she showed up on all that with like uh, sitting on a couch and, and introduced Lauren Hill. This is Lauren Hill. She is my idol right now. I'm so in love with her. She's won all these awards and she's just amazing. And she writes all of her music on this X Factor video. It's dope. It's really, really cool. Huh. Yeah. I need to see this. That's ridiculous. No, um, I mean, I do remember like seeing all that in school. And um, I, I do remember that she performed a couple of times and she'd be on every once in a while. And every single time I'd watch all that, I was hoping it was the episode. <gasps> oh! That is, isn't that the original, original, like, So this first? is from the, the I'm holding up a, a, a the six-inch doll, because I had all the six-inch dolls. Um, oh, you have all of them? Size queen. I did when I was a kid. My parents let me oh, have the six-inch wow. ones because they were, like, action figures. Um, uh. <laughs> and I liked that better anyway, because then she could fuck my rock, the rock, the WWF guy, because I had that action oh, figure too. Like she, could, she could date those guys. Um, oh. 
So, uh, yeah, the, I saw the Crazy 2K tour. I remember that. So that was 2000. I would have been, you know, nine or ten, like ten years old. Okay. John, what is your favorite Britney album? This is so funny. I was just talking about this the other day, and I always thought it was Blackout. But looking back, I uh, I guess I got to go with Oops, I Did It Again. I love I love them all for their own reasons. Love Britney. Love In The Zone. Really like In The Zone. Um, I like... I felt like that was really her in the zone. I thought that she really liked that one. Um, And then for like personal reasons, you know, Femme Fatale, I have great attachment to it. I was graduating college when that came out. So it was a very fun free time for me. How I Roll is the fun. That's a fun free album. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because all our guests, they actually say, it's Blackout, but I don't want to say Blackout or say something else. I always thought it was Blackout, but truly, like, in terms of defining Britney Spears as an artist, Mm -hmm. for me, it's Oops, I Did It Again. The the Britney that we all learn to love is 100%. Yeah. Oops, I Did It Again. I agree on that aspect. The next question is your favorite um, Britney Spears single. You know, that's hard. (laughs) <laughs> if that helps you, the next question is going to be favorite music videos. So sometimes, yeah. you know, you have to, you know, put that separation. Yeah, favorite single. You know, it, well, if Radar would have came out the first time, that would maybe would have been it. But um, <laughs> my favorite single. You guys, this is a hard one. I, I really wasn't prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say The Boys Remix. Okay, oh, the co-ed oh. remix. Sure, I remember really enjoying that. But, you know, I like sometimes, okay? I like sometimes. <laughs> I really like the song, and she hates it because it's cheesy, but I really like it. And I like. Does that. she hate it? Are people so, she like, hates it. People... She's always hated it from the beginning. I never knew that. How? But I mean... Just hang around and you'll see. There's no... Like, that whole part's so dramatic. I want that in all my songs. <laughs> but she likes cheese. She says that. Yeah, she likes cheese. Cheesy. I can tell from the facial expressions she makes when she's on stage that she... she. I think she has such a skewed view of herself as a performer when she's younger. Because whenever she does uh-huh. the old content in the concert, she does this, like, goofy, like... <clears throat> thing. And it's like, girl, you were fucking sexy, like, doing this when you were 14. Like... 15, 16, whatever. But like in her mind, she's like, I was 16, so it's goofy. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of I can understand anymore. that. 100%, yeah. Especially if we're going to Lucky. Well, it, it, you know, that one makes sense because she always, from the beginning, performed that one like a baby doll. Mm-hmm. The Oops, I did it again. And like kind her. of being like a character of her own stuff. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like with the facial expression. Yeah. Yeah. She loves the camp. Quirky. She's camp. She is. she is a camp girl. <laughs> Some music video, though. Yeah, I guess I'd go with Stronger. Mm-hmm. The lighting was the first time we saw her in a, in a different light. Or don't let me be the last to know. I mean, let's let's not play. Like she, oh, that I no one's ever video. looked better. Sexy, sexy. And so she sexy. looked incredible. And the face was perfect. It was the first nose job, I think. And it looked amazing. And it's the face, everything was sitting right. I didn't know about that. But I like, I mean, her body has changed 100% yeah. you know, through the years. Yeah. And like, this is pre like current Britney. I'm talking about like from Big One More Time, oops, to Britney. Like, you know, it was changing. She looked um, like a trillion dollars in that video. And so 100%. maybe that's my uh, favorite, honestly. I Actually, it's my favorite video from the oops era. I love that video. And what a great so segue simple. into yeah. the the Britney era. Britney era, yeah. Because it's not like Britney. the other videos from the Oops, I Did It Again album. It was very much yes. letting us know we're, we're done. Like the transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming too. Was innocent. It was like sexy, but it was still like an innocent. Cute. Well, that's because yeah. we didn't yeah. get to see the real edit because of Justin Timberlake Ooh. crying and Justin Timberlake's mom. <laughs> the tea. You all know this. No, this. no yeah. You all know this. No, I don't. I, did, no. I didn't know that this happened. Oh, yeah. They, I guess that Justin's mom and just they saw the earlier edit and there's like more tongue kissing and like maybe more body stuff and... <sighs> Oh my goodness! Get and over they like it. went to Lynn. Yeah, it was like a whole. It was a family affair. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Maybe either. I made that. I didn't make it up. Well, even if some, you did, it makes sense. Some and, I, and, and, it, and it makes put, puts in the perspective that I never liked Justin Timberlake anyway. Some stand. So it puts in a good perspective. Some stand is going to comment and tell you that I'm right or wrong. 
What's your favorite tour? Yeah, I mean, not, Dream Within a Dream Tour uh, is just everything. It's one of the best pop tours that ever happened, period. The other ones are great, but that tour is, was like groundbreaking. And it's almost like, what do you do after that? It was such yeah. a spectacle on so many levels. The flying light rig, the key oh, stage, the, the rain, the elevators, the costumes. The, it, was, it was a big show. Big show. That was- Great arrangement. That was the first time that actually Timothy saw her. Mm. That's the first time I saw her for Dream Within a Dream on the second leg, right before she went to Mexico. But yeah, no, I that was after the breakup. So I was like, is she going to perform different? Because at that time she was in the news. You know what I, was eight years old. I can't find anywhere online is she did one time an original jazz song while on that tour about Justin Timberlake. And I remember the ending line was, I'm tired of your shit. And in there's a piano. And I remember it was little clips of it were all over the internet. And now I can't find it anywhere. One of them was Mystic Man. And that was performed um, in Fort Lauderdale or Miami. It was a blues yeah. number. And she and remember the ending was, I'm tired of your shit. And it was a big deal because she said <laughs> shit. Not just like Brit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was like, fuck y'all. Um, oh <laughs> but yeah, no, Dream Within a Dream is one. I mean, it's, it's just... It was just important in general. Always in a Britney Spears concert, 100%. It was my first DVD that I ever bought from Britney. It was The Life from Las Vegas. I was like, What a oh. great purchase. And it's a great DVD. <laughs> yeah. They should release it in Blu-ray, though. They should put it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, on I Netflix. mean, hey, Team Britney, if y'all want to you know, sure keep is. making money, oh, that's what y'all got to do to remember the nostalgia. I'm sure they don't have... HBO owns right to some capacity. Maybe. You know, they're not concerned uh, with the real fans, I don't think. They're concerned with, well, a, with the general public. Um, yeah. And the money. Which is, like, cool, but your real fans are always going to be there. And so I think hopefully we'll get to a point one day where, like, it really is, you know, more directed just towards the fans and less directed towards everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do a show for your that. fans. Like, yeah. Well, speaking for for the fans, this is the next kind of topic, and it's a little bit more heavier. Um, So I am a huge free Britney activist. I've done a lot of research into it. I try to use my voice at any capacity that I can, because I do feel that Britney has been silenced to talk about such that's happening to her. I wanted to know if what your kind of current stance on it, and like, was it a confusion to you at first? And where do you kind of currently stand um, with the Britney Spears that you grew up versus the Britney Spears that's being presented on Instagram? Um, I know from people who have been close or in the Britney camp in the past, who I know personally, that there's more to the story than we could ever understand. Now, do I believe that any of it is enough to put someone in a conservatorship limited to people with like Alzheimer's and dementia? No. You know, at the end of the day, to me, what I've seen, what I know of is a lot of typical mid-20s white trash shit. Locking yourself in the bathroom and calling the police, please. That's happening in every state around this country every single night. Uh, people fighting, people tripping with babies, driving with babies on their laps, even shaving their heads, doing drugs, being manic, being bipolar, being whatever. Yeah, you can be all of those things and still be a human being. And that is your choice to be medicated or not. Now, I've never heard her speak on it, which I find suspicious. And leave it like that. And it like that too. Yeah. So that's all. <laughs> right? I, mean, like, I don't know what the situation is, but she's never spoken on it, which is bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe she has yeah. control of that Instagram at all. I don't believe she's writing those captions for a second. Oh, I agree with and you. And I think all of those photos are from the same week. 
and they're just uploading the same shit over and over and trying to yeah. sway public opinion. You don't opi- think it's for this Rose project? No, I believe they're trying to sway public opinion to make people believe that she is truly crazy because people don't understand the depth of the conservatorship. So the public, general public opinion now is just, she's crazy, she has crazy eyeliner, her hair looks bad, lock her up. You know, it's like, okay. So they're doing what they, you know, that's my take. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's a good perspective. And I think, yeah. like, free Britney activists aren't necessarily going to be upset with that answer. Um, I know, like, you know, you have to be, you know, protect yourself and protect others, you know, who have shared, you know, stories to use them along those lines. Yeah, but, and um, I've had friends work very closely with her for years at a time, and I know some things. And she's definitely a nice girl. She's a cool girl, but it's a complicated, it's a complicated girl. I think we just need, like, as a fans, we're always, like, willing to get some answers, even coming from her. Because as you said, it's so hard that, the you know, the, the few times that she spoke about it, you know, it's still, like, in un, 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 the unknown, like, a lot of the things. Well, you tell me, because she's been doing, there's been a court, she's been filing things with the court. She's had a personal mm-hmm. lawyer. Yes. So she wants yes. out, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, so it's kind of it goes in phases. Right now, she wants her father out. So um, we're trying. Basically, there's her court appointed lawyer who was she didn't choose originally, who's been her lawyer for the past twelve years, is working in the process to uh, replace her father off um, off of the estate and bring in a new trust in replacement of her father. It's tricky. I mean, she probably employs more people than the legislative branch of our government. You know? 100%. And so 100%. It's, it's a tricky situation. Um, if you had a chance to send out a message to Brittany and she would listen to this podcast, what would you tell her? What would you say to her? Oh, just thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for all of the memories. And, you know, I hope that you you've given me enough in my lifetime. And so whatever you want to do i'm in full support yeah that's nice i love that answer yeah you've given me so many memories so so much of who i am uh and so much who i am as a performer was learned from her and my experiences with her my the safety i found in her as a kid that didn't have a lot of friends growing up um or was bullied the way i was for being a britney fan you know it, uh, <laughs> I think we all it, been bullied. <laughs> people don't understand that i used to hide yeah. my cds I didn't, like, I, I didn't want bro. people to find out. I was at the school dance with a chair in the middle of the dance floor doing the crazy choreography. <laughs> I live for you. So, we love you, know, you. They we always stand. loved it the night of the performance, right? It was yeah. always a hit. Yes. I was always the star of the dance. But then at school, it was like, eh. So thanks, Brittany, like, I, I, for I a lifetime of say, like, Oh, I would have protected you as a kid. But in actuality, I probably didn't know my own self and wasn't comfortable enough with my own self. I probably would have caved in and, you know, made fun of you, too. I was more of a protector. And now I look back. Uh, yeah. I was fine. I'm fine. Bullying is cool. I, like, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, <laughs> it, it happens. It's always going to happen. Yeah. You get stronger. Yes. It's not the end of the you world. Words don't hurt you, you know. Just it's part of life. I think it's especially you know all of us, um, the three of us, for being gay, we all been there and we know how. And look, look at us right now. Like we all open and gay and proud of who we are. And what just I have to, to find was, the strength. Um, what I wanted to say is that sticks and stones may break our bones, but chains and lips excite us. <laughs> <laughs> now that was Sorry. a performance. Speaking of performers, would you be able to give us a little a cappella of any Britney song or or something new that you want to share? New, Maybe Hokey Pokey. Whatever you're feeling. Can you imagine seeing yeah. Hokey Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, this podcast is explicit, so don't worry. Put your word. My friends say you're so into me. And that you need me desperately They say you say we're so complete I am so nervous, but I need to hear it straight from you If you want me to believe it's true I've been waiting for so long it hurts Ooh. I want to hear you say the words Please don't Don't let me be the last to know Don't hold back Just let it go I need to hear you say you need me all the way, 
Oh, if you love me so, don't let me be the last to know. Woo! I was not prepared for that. Oh, no, that was my so, oh my goodness. bumps the whole time you're singing. Wow. I have a guest with me and she was like, that was so good. I want to feel the way you feel. Come Ooh. on. Ooh, don't get me excited. Just let me be the one. Don't hold back. Just let oh it go. Ooh. I need to hear you say. Shania Twain and Mutt Lang, everyone. I, I wish you guys could see this. Like, he's singing. It's freaking sexy. And like, Oh, yes. Yeah, so I just picture you waking up in the morning singing that song. Oh. Like, I almost got emotional <laughs> when you were going, like, for the yeah. chorus. I, I, like, seriously, yeah. I was so close. Yes, it was really good. Thank you. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. Thank you, John, for so much. And honestly, taking the time to do this, you know, we're a smaller Britney Spears podcast. We're just kind of getting started, but you're huge to have on. I figured it was not too early to reach out. Well, I love way. it. I love it. I love talking, and I'm happy to be here, and you can call me anytime. Uh, thank you so much well, for being here. Thank you. And then, stream, stream, stream. Put your hopes on me. Take your hopes on me. Put your hands up on my ears. Put this pussy in your mouth. Yep. Hokey Pokey. Yeah, and, new EP coming soon. And give a fuck October 16th. Video. I am John Deff on Instagram, so please give him a follow if you're not already. I, I would hope you are. Um, thank you so much. We really, really had a lot of fun with you. Thank here. you guys so much. And to the Britney yes. fans. We really wish you the best, the success then, for you. Maybe <laughs> eventually you're gonna have maybe eventually you're going to have a song with Britney. You never know. Oh goodness. Whatever she wants. <laughs> Maybe you could do a remake when they when they do re-record the Baby One More Time album. You could replace Don Philip and be in "I Will Still Love You." Oh my God, Don Philip! Oh my God, <laughs> that would be iconic. I would love. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> she sounds great no, on that track. She had some great vocals on that track. Yeah, she does. She's yeah, a, she her, does. her her real voice, her deep voice. Yeah. So yeah, th thank you to all the listeners out there. Please give us a follow. Uh, it's Original Doll the podcast. Tag us. Leave voicemails. You can leave a voice message on Instagram. Our DMs. We always check them. And feel free to send any of us pictures, nudes, all the above. We love them. <laughs> Keep it coming. And thank you for staying engaged. At the end of the day, again, one last time, this is not my podcast. This is not Felipe's podcast. This is our podcast. Our podcast. Um, so please continue staying engaged. And please take care. Bye, John. Bye. Thank you. Bye, John. <laughs> Bye. Baby, what you see is what you get. Hi, what's up? This is Britt, and I'm not in right now. So do your thing. Beep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey guys, it's Jesse or Chambreezy on Instagram, as you might know me. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast. I love Brittany, obviously. And so you going through the singles one by one is a perfect way to launch um, a pod about Miss Spears herself. So really excited to hear who you have on as well as what you all have to say about the singles. Um, I... Obviously, as a big Britney fan, I know a lot, but I'm always excited to learn new things, which I already have listening to you all. Um, so keep it going, and I look forward to seeing how much you all grow. Okay, bye.